All righty. Welcome back, Griffin. Welcome back. It's an exciting time. Welcome back. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. So, well, I think, what did we drop it last week? Was it this time? Uh, maybe On like Thursday? a day late. Yeah, I had a emergency dentist review. Uh, dentist review. <laughs> I had an emergency dentist appointment yesterday. Oh, how did that go? So, it was all right. It was one of my fillings cracked, and they just had to go put a new one in. I hate the dentist, but it wasn't terrible. All right. So, anyway, has anything? Yeah, I mean, has anything big happened this week? Maybe, maybe last Thursday. This past week. This last Thursday. Last Thursday. With movies. Uh, with movies. Yeah. I know one big thing. One big four-hour thing. Oh yeah. What is that? You already know. Yeah, all right. So the Justice League obviously came Justice out. Justice League, yep. yep. So we're going to be talking about that today. Yeah, um, so the way we'll do it, I guess, is we'll review it, give our thoughts, and then kind of break it down, and maybe at the end do uh, a little preview of the upcoming DC films and where Zack Snyder goes from here as well. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool, cool. All right, so... so you saw... You you watched it before me. You had a, what, a day ahead of me, I think. Yeah. What were your initial thoughts? My initial thoughts. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. Actually, before we dive into that, what were your initial thoughts on the first Justice League cut that was released? Um, it's terrible. It's not even really a movie. It's clearly <laughs> a commercial product that was designed just to make a quick buck, which, we, as we know, always backfires. Oh, yeah. Um, so I was actually very excited to see this film. Um, we talked about it in the last episode, we can be a little critical of Zack Snyder, but I was actually looking forward to this film and overall I really enjoyed it actually. And there's a lot to talk about mm. with this film, obviously. I watched it all the way through four hours. What about you? Did you have to stop? I, no, I watched it a full four hours. I actually made my wife watch it with me, but she <laughs> fell asleep about half of it. Uh, would you, um, would you think of but it? Yeah. Same thing. Uh, I really did not like the first Justice League movie. I don't think a lot of actual fans did. Thought it was real cheesy. Thought the CGI was real whack. I just didn't like it at all. It felt like they dumbed down uh, what it what the DC universe should have been. Yeah. And I like I like the Snyder cut. No, I, I we'll talk about it later on in the podcast. I do have a couple issues with the Snyder cut, mm-hmm. uh, but it's definitely infinitely better than Whedon's um, the first cut that came out. Yeah. Uh, infinitely better. I mean. So, in, within the first two minutes of the Snyder Cut, you can tell it has like a singular vision to it. It has like mm-hmm. a story to tell. So um, how does it start? So you have Henry Cavill. His scream resonates throughout the world. And it, uh, I, I guess this is where I got a little confused. It kind of ignited the mother boxes, correct? Yeah, so I guess the way they explained it, spoilers by the way for those yeah, who we're, are we're just going to do a spoiler review. Seen it by now. I mean, it any review we're going to do is going to be spoilers. Yeah. It's kind of given. But anyway, uh the way I kind of perceived that and I think the way they explained it was that the mother boxes basically were dormant while until I guess until an opportunity arise for them to wake. I that part, I now that I look back on it, wasn't 100% clear. I guess Superman was obviously a clear threat to their existence. So his, like, dying scream woke them up. I don't know. Yeah, that's one, I, that's one that's, of those things where I'm a DC Comics fan, I'm a film fan, and I already kind of know what's happening, you know? Yeah. So I'm already kind of aware, like, I get it, Mother Box has taken over the world. But I feel like for a casual mm-hmm. moviegoer, I don't know feel it wasn't explained thoroughly but like overall yeah. so this film because it's four hours the characterization the story overall which is big and epic actually and it actually includes dark side which we'll get into that's awesome but um mm-hmm. overall it is just it's so much better it's actually grabs your attention throughout because you're actually invested in what's going on and yep. even with like steppenwolf i mean steppenwolf actually had a purpose in this film Oh yeah, I mean that. You said characteriza- uh, characterization and how it kind of developed these characters. Uh, arguably, to me, Steppenwolf's uh, character was one of those big major ones that I wouldn't say I was rooting for him, but I felt for him. He had motive, like you said, and I think that was one of the biggest, uh, I guess, character development uh, comparisons to the last film. Yeah, I would also also design 
the design development. I mean, so much cleaner of a design. Way cooler. I loved it a lot. Way cooler. I, I would compare Steppenwolf to Zuko from The Last Airbender. Where he's kind okay, of this, okay. he's kind of this banished soldier, and you know Zuko's this like banished prince, and he needs to, um, basically win over the Lord again to get back home. Win, win over his uncle. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, his nephew, not his uncle. He's the uncle. Right. Which, which one are you talking? Which I'm, one are you talking about? I'm talking about. Um, I'm talking about Steppenwolf. Yeah. Okay. I was gonna say I'm like. Yeah. That was that. That was always confusing to me because I saw something about his origin, and I was like, that's. Dark side's uncle, but he's trying to work for him. I don't know. I didn't even I, know that. Did you not know that Seven Wolf is uh, uh, the uncle of Dark Side? Was that in the film? Uh no. Okay. I okay. watched a like character origin story clip. I think it was on TikTok or YouTube or something. I had my curiosity, so I watched it. Okay, I was gonna say but, I don't yeah. know that, but yeah, overall Steppenwolf, Wolf, he actually had like this emotional edge to him. Because he's just like a soldier mm-hmm. trying to get back home. And so you know, so even though it's crucial that the Justice League saves the world, it's also critical yeah. that Steppenwolf gets back home. So you're like, okay, I, I understand why he needs to do this. Yeah, it wasn't like he was trying to honestly be evil in his attention other than just, I want to get back home. Yeah, Maybe as kids, maybe as family, I don't know. Yeah. Can we talk about that puppy dog eyes scene when he was talking to Darkseid? Oh, yeah. It just looks so sad. I think there was a couple of memes about it. <laughs> They're like, oh, man, make me root for this guy. The, the hologram that Darkseid was using looks so cool. Like, I'm glad they didn't go for a Star Wars, like, hologram. It was more of, mm-hmm. like, hardcore metal, like, yeah. oozing Wolf lava. with the metal. Yeah, that was sweet. I like how they did it in the, the Chernobyl kind of environment yeah, yeah. and all that. And, yeah, that was pretty cool. So what do you think about the Flash and Cyborg, their storyline getting more fleshed oh, out? I was, about to, I was actually going to mention that right after Steppenwolf char- uh, character development. Uh, I think the Flash, honestly, in my opinion, his character had the most improvement. Yep. Um, you know, in the first one, uh, the first cut that was released, I really felt that the Flash's character, honestly, is there just for comedic relief. Mm-hmm. Uh, versus this time the attention to detail some of the scenes were like some of the coolest scenes in uh, the whole movie and I don't know if I've ever mentioned this to you but the Flash in the Justice League is one of my if not my favorite Justice League member very close second or very close rival to Superman so you were probably seeing you were probably freaking out when he turned back time didn't you (laughs) oh yeah oh yeah I love the Flashpoint comic series and I knew obviously that's something they kind of led into just him screwing with time and then messing up the future uh but that's that, that there's one scene that really stood out in the movie is where he was blocking the citizens from the the rubble from that destruction mm-hmm. that was one of the most beautifully i guess shot scenes in the entire movie when he just saves like, iris it was, it was so cool when he saves iris that was also really good that was also oh, really really good oh you're talking about when they save when you was saving him no, in the tunnels it, it was during like the final battle yeah the tunnels yeah. and he's just like flashing around yeah that was that was really cool but his character i really liked him a lot more you know the scenes of him seeing his dad uh the scenes of him just being a teenage kid trying to get a job yeah uh it really gave you a little more light into hey this is a hero but he's not a hero just yet um so i like that a lot it, uh, it's unbelievable yeah. how he was portrayed in 2017 i mean his biggest job in 2017 justice league was to push out a family a russian family in a truck yeah. do you remember that just to be undermined by Superman. Yeah, really. Oh man. And and Superman. Yeah. And what about Superman? Not just the black oh, suit. Oh my goodness. Obviously the black suit. Dude, I almost cool. I almost cried when he came back. That was so beautifully done. That was so awesome. It was, it was so Superman. The way he just blocked the axe, and then just uh-huh. blew his cold breath onto it, broke it, and it was the most Superman moment ever. And I think we've talked about this. I think even in the last podcast, or just between you and me. You liked Snyder's Man of Steel, did you not? I did, I did. It's good. I did too. If, on, if anything, I even with this cut released, that's still my top Snyder film uh, when it comes to Justice League DC or anything. Uh, I liked it a lot, and I would love to see another one. But I think, we'll talk about 
I think this was probably my favorite just because I'm into the comics of Justice League and it's good to see a movie where they all have a purpose and they're all together. Yeah. And they're all The only purpose Go ahead. The only person that I didn't think have a great purpose in that was Aquaman. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I just his character didn't connect with me real well in this one. So Yeah, he's just kind of there to set up for an Aquaman yeah. movie. Yeah. He just did some really cool, you know, scenes, but Outside of that, he didn't really have a lot of like input as a character, and I get that. There's a lot of characters in this movie, and you can't really just add them all, uh, you know, div- dive into it. And so the four-hour movie ends up being an eight-hour movie. But you know, I wish I could have seen a little bit more of him. I know he's the big tough guy, but a little humanity doesn't hurt. Yeah, and we'll jump back and forth, but let's talk about negatives. Um, this could have definitely Ooh. been cut a little bit. <laughs> oh yes, the slow motion was. Uh... <laughs> I, I saw somewhere, I think IGN posted that 10 to 20%, is it was 10 or 20% of the film someone calculated was in slow motion. Yeah. That first, that first, honestly, two hours of the film, as great as it was to see some of that character development, I agree, it definitely could have been cut. That was a, that was a really long film. I just didn't want to break it up. I could have broke it up, but I just wanted to get... Like, I don't want to say get it over with like it was something bad, but I just want to watch it all in one go. Yeah, and I don't want to complain too much because it's an HBO Max thing, and mm-hmm. we're never going to get something like this again, probably, honestly. Dude, if this was in the theaters, this would have killed me. I'm not going to lie to we, you. I would have had to take a whiz like halfway through. I would have needed an intermission. We would have never seen this cut in the theater anyway. Um, oh, yeah. And I So it's a blessing to disguise for Snyder fans because mm-hmm. it would have been at the most three hours in the theater. And I'm sure Warner oh, yeah. Brothers would have never let him make a three-hour Justice League film to begin with. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, this is a controversial one, uh, and you may not agree with me, but I... It's really criti- uh, critiquing, but I did like the original design for Darkseid better than this one. I, I liked how we saw more of Darkseid in this one, but I liked the design of the other one just a little bit. And it's, like I said, very critiquing. Uh, I thought Darkseid's face in this one just wasn't very resemblance of the comics um, versus the other one had that more rounder, more saturated look. Uh, but I get it, design and all that. I'm going to be honest. I don't even remember Darkseid being in the original. He was in the after credit scene. Oh, was he? I don't remember. I hated, I hated the 2017 version so much. I never wanted to see it again. There was, a, well, there was an end credit scene. I think yeah, there was, and Darkseid was sitting on a throne, uh, but his look was a lot more. I mean, don't get me wrong, he was super menacing in this film. Yeah, super menacing, but his look and I guess the ominous like presence in the first film's end credit scene or whatever uh, was a lot more intimidating to me. And that's that's like I said, it's very small. Um, my my biggest thing negative is the same. It was just a long movie. Yeah, but for a one time thing, I enjoyed it. Um, mm-hmm. I really liked. So in in an interview, Zack Snyder talked about how he kind of compared it to his movie to Lord of the Rings, and people were freaking out. But I don't think he was talking about Justice League in the sense of like this is master filmmaking, just like Lord of the Rings. I think he was saying from mm-hmm. a fantasy epic perspective. That's what he was yeah. kind of going with the story, and I totally got that. It's a build-up. Yeah, it's a build-up. Especially with the dark side stuff, I was like, okay, yeah. I got to see where this goes. I want to see where this takes us in the next two films. So I, I'm, I would, I guess, because I we're, we're doing a review right now, and I want to talk about the DC stuff later, but I don't think we're gonna see any of that in the future. Yeah, and we'll talk about that in the end. But I, I'm on the same boat. Let's talk about that end credit scene, that prologue. Uh, not prologue. Epilogue. Epilogue, epilogue man. Epilogue. I, I, sorry, I'm. My mind's a little off. Were you, were you thinking prelude? Yeah. <laughs> prelude, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, the after, the end. You know, the alternate universe. Thoughts. From a film perspective, not needed. But from a nerd's perspective, a comics fan, of course, I loved it. Um, I'm still not a fan of the Joker. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say. Who are you gonna say? That... Yeah, I was about to roast it. Okay, so Leto's Joker okay. is no good. Let's talk no bueno. about this. So they try to fix them. They gave him longer hair. They took out the stupid damage logo. 
he yeah, all the, the way he, Jared Leto portrays a Joker is just so overacted. I'm sorry. It's terrible. It's like he's trying to mix different aspects of the already successful renditions of the Joker. You get a little bit of that ledger, that kind of, and you get a little bit of that Nicholson in there, kind of like out of nowhere, kind of switch up. Yeah, like when. But he doesn't do it well. No, he doesn't. He's like, if I were to explain it, you got Kraft mac and cheese, okay? Mm-hmm. And then you go to Walmart and you get the great value Cheezios. <laughs> that is Jared Leto's Joker. It is great value quality. And he's a great actor. I don't want to take away from him because I like him in other things. I just hate his rendition of the Joker. Yeah, and like thinking about Jared Leto's Joker in a Batman movie, like a solo Batman movie, sounds painful. <laughs> oh yeah, like having to watch him throughout it's... a whole film would just be ridiculous. Yeah, that would be rough. Uh, I did like the nod though. I did like the nod of him uh, killing Jason Todd. Yep. Uh, obviously, like we've been mentioning throughout this podcast already, that. Uh, it probably won't lead to anything, but that's one of my favorite DC stories is the Red Hood story. Uh, death in the family leading into the Red Hood. So I did like, men- I like the nods. I like the nods to some of those comics. I think a lot of superhero movies are afraid to nod to the comics. I guess storylines in the comics, and they'd rather just treat the films as almost their own comic themselves. But that was almost a direct nod, and I like that a lot. I mean, I like the scene overall. I mean, it's cool because, mm-hmm. again, I would... I'm not the biggest Snyder fan, but I would like to see his trilogy of Justice League films to see how it plays out. Especially because I think the dark side stuff is actually very intriguing. So overall, I liked it. And that's, you know what I don't like? They kept that Lex Luthor yacht scene. Yeah. I mean, that's that's another villain that was just miscasted. Oh yeah! As much as I big like this time, film, I will never Did forgive. He'd be a them. better Joker. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, that's what that's kind of what he was doing in the Batman vs Superman. Anyway, being like a he Joker. didn't have that mastermind quality. Yeah, that Lex Luthor has that snarky. I'm a genius, but I'm also a villain. He just had that mad scientist quality, and I don't like that. Almost like a Jim Carrey uh, Riddler. <laughs> no, I could see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of ridiculous, but. Though the only thing that changed. Also, Am- Go ahead. Amber Heard. Let's talk about Amber Heard's presence in that. I bet that's awkward. I mean, uh, with everything that's going yeah. on. I hated the fact that they. I mean, was it originally? Were they originally having like British, almost European accent? I was thinking and then that, an Aquaman. Thinking that, they don't. I was thinking that during the film. I'm like, I don't think James Wan had her British. Yeah, they didn't. <laughs> that's just confusing. Wait. But yeah, but yeah, she's done. Um. So this is our first review. This is only our second episode. Would you want to do a like out of five star review? What would you give this? Yeah, we can. What would you give this? Uh, I would give it a four. I don't think it's a perfect film. Uh, I don't honestly don't even think it's like a masterpiece, as, as some people are claiming. Stop. But it was a good watch. It's not something that I am uh, complaining about. It wasn't the first Justice League, you know. So I give it a four. And that's a gracious four. If I were more accurate, maybe three and a half. But I'll give it a four just for Snidey Boy. I would give it a solid four. Like, it was a very good film. I'd watch again. Um, it's four hours long, and I'm not that interested in it. But it, it's a good film, and I wanted to see more. And that's what we're going to talk about mm-hmm. next. So let's talk about it. So these DC films. Actually, before we talk about that, there was something I did want to talk about. Go ahead. With the just that we gotta talk about, the, which was me the coolest scene in the film, was that old gods war with Darkseid. Oh yeah, dude, that was that was. If anything, that was the dopest scene. That was that. Now that was a Lord of the Rings moment. I wanted more of that. Yeah. I wanted to see more of that. Uh, I loved the idea of the old gods versus the new gods. Uh, I loved seeing Zeus and Ares in action. Yeah, seeing a Green Lantern, which. You know, after when's the last time we've had a Green Lantern in a film? Was Ryan Reynolds? Dude, Darkseid cut off his hand. It was sweet. <laughs> that was dope. That was such a cool scene. Yeah, that was that was really cool. And between that and that final battle, probably the best scenes in the movie, uh, action wise. But anyway, I just wanted to mention that because I will give credit to that. That was 
a really, really cool scene. <laughs> I mean, I expect that from Zack Snyder with action scenes. I, I think he, he makes good action scenes. So, mm-hmm. But, I mean, overall, enjoyed it. Let's talk about the future of DC and Zack Snyder. Let's start out with Zack Snyder. So I was watching a lot of interviews, actually, with Zack Snyder about this film, and there's no way they're going to make another film with this guy. Oh, absolutely not. I think they announced yeah. or something. Yeah, so you know, people are going to petition, but I don't think they'll cross the line too. They have too many projects going on that are conflicting. Well, the CEO of Warner Brothers came out and straight up like a straight up answer said, "No, we're not making more Zack Snyder. We want to move on." I think she even yeah. pointed out like she like singled out Zack Snyder fans too in that article. She's just like there's no reason to be toxic and it's like, "Oh, okay." Mhm. Um, but in, I was, yeah, I'm, go ahead, go ahead. Now I was going to say, it, obviously it's pretty clear that we're not going to see any more Snyder, but we do have a lineup of films that kind of continue the continuity, uh, unless they're rebranding or relaunching it, which is really going to be confusing. Yeah. So we have Aquaman two shooting in the summer. Um, mm-hmm. Black Adam. Black Adam doesn't have a release yep. date, but it's shooting, and it just added Pierce Bronson. I don't know if you saw that. Oh yeah, did you see the whole cast lineup yep. for that? Doctor, F- looking juicy. Yeah, Doctor Fate. Um, Shazam: Fear of the Gods is announced. Yeah, um, the s- and they're gonna build that Black Adam Shazam. Yeah, I'm excited. For, I'm excited for that. I mean, that's, that's gonna be sweet. Um, uh, Zatanna. Yeah. Or Zatanna, whatever you want to say. She's getting. I heard that she's getting a live action. Don't know if it's connected. Yeah, I I would like to see more Justice League dark characters made. I think that'd be cool. Oh yeah, um, Swamp and, Thing, Constantine. Mm-hmm. I know you're a big Constantine fan as well, but oh yeah, and you know I think that's where I may be wrong, but I think that's where they could have made the sequel of Justice League, uh, because if you watch like the animated universe or read some of those Dark Apocalypse Wars. In that storyline, the Justice League loses that first battle. They get screwed into that apocalyptic world, and that's where the Dark Justice League comes in. And they kind of like help set up like the return of the heroes and all that. But you see Zatanna, you see Swamp Thing, Constantine. You see Constantine working with Batman. Uh, I think that would have been a really cool, I guess, segue into like the final film where you have that almost Avengers Endgame kind of feel where all the heroes are in at once and i think that they could have built into that but i just think the timing has been off and yeah that's been the definition of these warner brothers dc films is the potential that they all had Uh uh-huh i mean there's so many cool dc comic stories to go off of like it's not easy making a film but there's so much material to use hey yeah it's it's bothersome but yeah, and I think the biggest fault, and I mentioned this in the last episode, was, in my opinion, I think DC tried too hard to play catch up with Marvel. Yep. They tried too hard to establish a universe within a very short time. And uh, it backfired. You know, they ended up making a lot of terrible movies. And it goes back and to. They didn't really... It goes back to Zack Snyder's Justice League. Even though it's a much better mm-hmm. film. I mean, a casual moviegoer watches that and still probably a little confused because none of oh, none yeah. of it's earned. You know, Marvel. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big Marvel fan, but I know and understand that these build-up films to Infinity War that's like three hours long is earned, and the oh, yeah. and the audience is willing to go on that journey with them because they know these characters. And Justice League. Think... Nobody know understands what it is other than the fans. Mm-hmm. And you have to think from an audience point of view. With Marvel, you have children. Who started the Marvel series, the Iron Man, the Captain America, who are well into their adults and possibly have their own kids in their own by Endgame. So it almost feels like something they grew up with versus, like you said, Justice League. You watch Man of Steel and then you don't hear about a DC movie for like years. Yep. You know, it's like, oh, I didn't even realize there was a. I talked to my wife. She didn't even realize there was a Superman movie with him in it. She just watched Justice League and Batman versus Superman. Like the gap built into nothing and you know yeah i mean and it doesn't help it doesn't help that there's so many different spin-offs and renditions you got reeves as batman you got todd phillips as uh joker 
you know yeah it's all messy you got all these different yeah it, it won't build into anything unless they completely rebrand the entire universe they are not going to be able to really establish something because uh, i don't think reeves's batman is gonna turn into anything outside of its own solo film right no i don't think it's gonna be like that but at this point as a fan i'd much rather just have solo films if they're not going to have continuity just focus mm-hmm. on solo films. The Aquaman yeah. trilogy doesn't need to have Wonder Woman and Batman in it. Wonder Woman's yeah. doing fine on its own, even though the last film was bad. But, Oof. but um, it, I mean, it's still doing fine on its own. People still love that franchise. Mm-hmm. Shazam is building its own thing with Black Adam, as we were saying. James Gunn's going to do his own thing with the Suicide Squad. That, and you just know James Gunn doesn't care about what Zack Snyder's doing. <laughs> yeah. So You know, what hurts the most about all of this is not so much that the continuity sucks because you know if we rebranded that's fine but to me the the casting has been so on par with all of these dc films and it would be so hard to see them rebrand and put somebody else like could you imagine if gal gadot wasn't wonder woman (laughs) no i mean really could you no imagine any sort of replacement i mean Maybe Ben Affleck's Batman can be replaced by somebody else. Ba- but Batman's me, like I James love... Bond, though. It's always replaceable at this point. Yeah. I like Cavill's Superman. Mm. Aquaman, obviously, is a great casting. I mean, to me, it is. Um, I mean, who else? Shazam, Black Adam. You're not going to be able to rebrand these super already superstars. You know? In Marvel, you have some of these actors that, honestly, their breakout role or I guess their iconic roles are the Marvel characters versus in DC, they went and focused on getting like the best actors that they could, the biggest names that they could, and then built off of that. And now that their universe is just crumbling apart, what are they going to do? Right. So a lot of faults, a lot of faults that they kind of set themselves up for. So so Zack Snyder, I want to go back to him really quick because – I know it's easy to blame Warner Brothers for messing this up, which they did. Overall, it's their fault. But I th- uh-huh. Snyder fans always just want to blame Warner Brothers. But in a previous interview I was watching, Zack Snyder was talking about how he had notes when he got the gr- green light to make this cut. And he was saying, like, they didn't want Darkseid in it. They didn't want Green Lantern. He was supposed to have Green Lantern in the film more. Like a Green Lantern that comes down, that Martian Manhunter scene. I don't know if you've seen this interview. Yep where it was supposed to be a Green Lantern that comes down, and he had a John Stewart actor for that, and they told him to take it out. And I bring that up because I think he's somebody that I feel like is difficult to work with. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely can see that. Or, 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 um, at least, or at least they butt heads, and I don't think Warner Brothers wants to butt heads with somebody like him anymore. It's much easier. Yeah. It's much easier. They know they can make money with Wonder Woman. They know they can make money with James Wan and Aquaman. They have Matt Reeves, who they'd much rather work with. They have J.J. Abrams, possibly producing, directing, maybe, I don't know, a Superman film. Yeah, he. I mean, we'll talk about that Superman film, by the way. Yes. Uh, I think with Zack Snyder, he's just too unique of a style that not a lot of people are going to. He had this idea for the Justice League that we obviously saw a little bit of a taste of that's going to be a lot darker Mm-hmm. Uh, than your traditional and Warner Brothers is a big company and you got to think of it from a production company point of view as much as an artistically inclined darker Justice League may be beneficial to a film viewer it's not beneficial to the kids it's not beneficial to the families that are going to want to buy the toys that are going to actually bring in the money uh, they're not going to say they don't want to see Batman say F you to the Joker and say he's going to kill him yep. they want to see Batman smile when Superman gets resurrected you know and, and snyder fans I, I don't want to keep calling them i feel like i constantly call them out but snyder fans you know you see them like make comments on social media and youtube and they're like oh well zach snyder makes films for adults and warner brothers doesn't care if it's not making money the numbers show that it's not working batman vs superman was mm-hmm. underwhelming both critically audience ratings and box office wise i know i know 2017 justice league isn't zach snyder's vision but that flopped and then the numbers for the HBO Max or just like the Justice League cut were a little underwhelming. Not bad, but they did lower than Wonder Woman 1984. 
So if you're Warner Brothers, you're going, okay, this clearly, we can't give this guy another $200 million film. <laughs> yep. It's not making money. And, yeah. you know. Tr- trust me, anybody listening, I would love to see this vision fully fleshed out. I would love to see where they go with Darkseid, the kind of injustice storyline they're going Just for. Just have them write a book. Yeah, I was getting that a lot, too, Injustice. It so is, much more. It is basically an and injustice. And Injustice started off as a game. So I, that was really interesting seeing, you know, the whole Lois Lane dying, yeah. bat, Superman being evil. Obviously, Injustice was inspired by other things. But I got heavy Injustice vibes from that last scene. And that's the thing about Zack Snyder. I get it. I get why he has this cult following. He cares about the fans. And he wa- he wants to give them what they want. But at the end of the day, I know it's easy to blame Warner Brothers, but they look at the numbers and they look at who's interested and they want families interested in their films and to go oh, out yeah. in, in the packed theaters. So, If you had any director to direct or produce a Justice League film, who would you want? I would actually go with James Wan. I know some DC, I know some DC fans who are like, oh, we don't want that goofy Aquaman stuff. But I think James Wan showed how good of a director he is with a great Justice League script. That would be such a fun action film. Okay, yeah, I, I actually agree with that statement. I think James Wan does a great job of uh, making it child friendly, but also having that adult uh, kind of not content, but adult kind of theme to it as well. So it's not overly kiddie, but it's just kiddie enough. And I think a good superhero movie these days has that. Yeah. When you go too dark, when you go too dark, it's kind of depressing. Well, you know, I feel like saying movies dark and gritty is such a weird term because mm-hmm. you look at Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight trilogy; they're dark and gritty, but they're also fun and they're engaging. Yeah. And I know a lot of people who have a problem with Zack Snyder. He may be dark and gritty, but some people just don't have fun with his films, and they're kind of dull. It's more of a grudgy dramatic, honestly. Yeah. If you were telling me what it would be, it was more of just like an overly dramatic, as you can see through a lot of those slow motion shots. Yeah. And it's just a. And when I say dark, I don't mean like dark like content. I just mean just a depressing vibe to it at all. Always raining, always cloudy. It's it's everything. It's uh, the atmosphere. You know. It's the colors. It's it's yep. all that. And that's his. That's his style. I mean, you watch Sucker Punch. You watch uh, even Three Hundred. It's that style, and you give him the give the man his credit for his style, but that style doesn't necessarily apply to everything uh, in the film genre. You know, superhero films in, in specifics. It go back to the original point. It it doesn't grab the attention of the casual moviegoer, and that's all mm-hmm. the studios care about. And from their perspective, yep. that's all they should care about if it's going to make the money. I know, I know, big... I know. We're supposed to always listen to the artists and follow their vision, but if it's not making money and it's flopping at the box office, what are yeah. you gonna do? And it's a big, it's a big film. It's right. a big name to put an image to. You know, the Justice League. They've been around for almost eighty years. Yep. You know, in, in in media, so it's a big, it's a big, big industry, a big uh, name to kind of put a vision to. And I, representation matters, especially to production companies. Yeah. All right. So for the last bit of this podcast, since we're already talking about DC, let's just finish up with that. Um, let's. The Batman is going to be in theaters for a 45-day mm-hmm. window, I believe. I think they're doing a 45-day window starting 2022 for theaters, for their films. Hmm. So that won't. You think theaters will be all opened up normally by then? Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can't say. I thought I thought we would be past all this by now, so I don't know. But yeah, um, true. I'm glad they're going back to theaters. I like the theater. Um, that's good. So it's not going to be an HBO Max film from day one, which mm-hmm. is good. I want to see the Batman in the theater. Um, you think you said so? After 45 days, it will be on HBO Max. I though? believe that's the deal they're making. So for theaters starting in 2022, and this is for Warner Brothers. It's a 45-day window, which is – I think that's actually good. It's not too that's, much. That's that's not too bad, yeah. That's a, that's a perfect you know, I used to time. hate when the, a movie would come out and then it didn't come out like on a digital release, release for like six months. Yeah. So that's not – yeah, that's not bad at all. It's a perfect window. Uh, and – Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a film I'm excited about, and that's what I really want to see now. Now that I think I'm – I have closure with Zack Snyder <laughs> – I'm I'm ready to just see a solo Batman film, 
directed mm-hmm. by Matt Reeves. I'm ready. I'm ready for those kind of films again. Um, yeah, but let's, let's talk about Superman. <laughs> uh, the, the possibility. <laughs> if you told me like four years ago or five years ago that J.J. Abrams was doing a Superman movie, I'd be like, great choice. I'm, I'm not <laughs> sure anymore. Uh, I, I mean, there's rumors of a black Superman, and this isn't a race issue, but if he's going to do that, don't. I've already heard rumors that it will be Clark Kent. And they're going to make them black. You know, we live in a society where obviously there needs to be a little bit more minority representation in mainstream. But there are so many renditions of an African-American Superman that I can go with. Yeah. Don't ruin it. You know, don't create, don't bend characters. I see Why not mean. just create them or use what they're doing? I'd love to see J.J. Abrams do a black Superman. And then that Superman somehow mix in with Henry Cavill's, you know. But... I'm sick of living in this, like, political, I guess, society where, you know, everything has to be twisted for one person and just change the way the things used to be. I, I don't want to get too controversial into it. Yeah, uh, I mean, that's what we talked about. The only reason it, but... I want there not to be a J.J. Abrams Superman is because I just want Henry Cavill as Superman. That's true. And I want to see more of Henry Cavill as Superman. Yeah. Uh, we like Man of Steel. I liked everything he did in the Justice League movies. Like, if anything, he's one of the few characters that I had any complaints about, uh, even in Batman versus Superman. I just like his portraying of Superman. And what do you think Uh, about uh, the Flashpoint film? We talked a little bit about it in the last episode. So is this basically a send-off for, like, Ben Affleck? Because I don't think he's coming back anymore. Yeah, I think the Flashpoint film is never going to happen, is it? They haven't started shooting, I don't think. And I think at any point, I have a feeling it's just gonna it's gonna be delayed. And mm-hmm. yeah, so it's gonna be delayed and delayed until it either comes out on HBO Max or doesn't heal mad at all. And then the Snyder fans or the next directors fans just re- complain about it. Uh, I don't know. Flashpoint only works if the Snyderverse continues, in my opinion. Right. You know, they've set up all this time travel and all that stuff. But a film, a film like that. Like that. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but a film like that, you could basically reset this universe you're trying to create. Yeah. I mean, I could see it, but they would really have to, like, bend the rules with, like, the multiverse, time travel. Uh, you'd have to get some real creative minds. Do you trust the director? That. It's the director of it. <laughs> Do you trust that guy? I don't even remember oh, his name. Oh, gosh. Nah. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. It's hard, isn't it? Isn't it hard? Yeah, isn't it hard at this point with a DC film to like trust it? You you wanna you wanna like say like oh yeah like it's gonna be a great film, it's gonna be amazing. But then every time I'm like, they might mess it up. You know what the issue? You know where this all stems from, right? It stems from Nolan. He created this masterpiece of the DC film uh, trilogy. He set the bar too stinking high. I think yeah, I think there's truth to that. I think they were really reliant on Christopher Nolan for a long time, and then oh yeah, and then when he's like, I made my trilogy, I'm going to do some more film, different films. They Warner Brothers wanted like him to be the Godfather of these Justice League films and all these characters, mm-hmm. and Nolan's like, I don't care about Superman, and Green Lantern. Yeah, back back when um, I think he was filming the second one, or the second one came out, the second Dark Knight. Weren't they talking about Batman versus Superman? Like, they were teasing it in things like I Am Legend and stuff like that. Warner Brothers has wanted to make, has wanted to make a <laughs> Justice League film and Batman vs. Superman film for a long time. I mean, if you go on the... You can just type it in on the internet, and you'll find different ideas they've had since, like, the late 90s. <laughs> I mean, they had a Justice Remember League... Remember how excited we were? I mean, Frank Miller... Remember Mil- how excited we were for Batman vs. Superman? Don't get me started on that. Dude, we were in college. You wanted to go to... Uh, uh, the was it the pier in Chicago? I, no, I so I went to Navy Pier with my dad for they were doing the trailer. They were gonna show the trailer for the first time. But <laughs> but but <laughs> I'm a nerd, I know. But like, dude, you got me a poster. I still had yeah, that poster yeah, somewhere I, in the I, box. Mine's like cr- crunched up somewhere. I forgot about it. But but um, I went to Navy Crumpled Pier. Crumpled it up after you watched the film. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> but originally, that's when they were gonna debut the trailer for the first time. So I was gonna mm-hmm. see it there for the first time in IMAX at Navy Pier. And it leaked, of course. 
and everybody saw yeah. it. But <laughs> yeah, I was in college but, with you. But the cool thing was, we still went because there was two extra seconds of footage at the end. <laughs> nice. And no, hang on. And while we were standing in line, there was a bunch of people there at Navy Pier. There was a bunch of people like me, and they actually handed out sign-up sheets for the early screening. I saw it before any critic review came out. Huh? Do you remember that? I don't. Yeah. I, I mean, I remember you getting excited for the the trailer. Yep. I remember you bringing me a poster, which was cool. Thank yeah, you. I was like, I gotta grab my, uh, I gotta grab my homie one. <laughs> yeah, and I think that was right before heading off to summer break and college wasn't it like we didn't really hang out as much that freshman year after uh, after yeah. that summer yeah because so you're right wow how do you remember that you're right because the trailer was underwhelming to a lot of people the first trailer for batman mm-hmm. versus Superman because the first force awakens trailer came out around um ah, star wars around yep. star wars celebration and so everybody was talking about that and kind of forgot about batman versus superman you're right wow you remember that <laughs> disney out uh out drowning Oh yeah, uh, Warner Brothers yeah. once again, just pushing them aside you know. like they don't matter. Yeah, one of these days we'll do a Star Wars podcast. Oh, man, was, we'll see. Yeah, you know what we should because we're both huge fans. We we're both very critical of the movies that have the come. last three yeah. films. Yes, <laughs> that we, we'll have to do that in a few episodes. Talk about these Star yeah. Wars because there's also a lot to look forward to at Star Wars with the TV shows on Disney Plus. That's true. It's true. I. That's another thing. I know you're not the biggest Disney fan, but they are doing such a great job establishing and expanding their universes. It depends what you, uh, I guess. <laughs> I guess building upon it, you know, they, the Mandalorian with the Star Wars. You know, you got all these Di- Marvel superhero shows that. I think what's nice about the shows is that they're quality, like they're made quality, like content-wise. You can debate that, but the production, I guess, behind them. They're, they're basically little mini-movies, the continuity and all that. It's just hard to forgive. It's like Warner Brothers. It's like hard to forget Disney, forgive Disney for what they did and the missed opportunity they had with the original characters. Mm-hmm. That I'm still excited for The Mandalorian. I'm still excited for a Sokotano series. Yep. Let's just talk a little bit. How much time do we have? <laughs> we can get on this. Uh, we've been on here, what, 45 minutes? Let's, we got let's a talk about it a little bit. What are you most excited for? Let me type that in. There's a ton coming in the next couple of years. <laughs> you type it in? Yeah. Take it. a note. What am I so excited for Star Wars-wise? Yeah, I mean, they announced like 10 different TV shows. Oh, and... okay. Uh, I'll tell you, obviously, to me, what I'm most excited in is the book of Boba Fett. That is going to be sweet. Dude, when he... You saw... You're caught up on The Mandalorian, right? Of course. Okay. So when he, he popped up there, I, I loved every scene of him in it. Yep, every scene. That that uh, first that episode is what I am the most excited for. That episode when he yeah. comes in, directed by uh, Robert Rodriguez, was it? I believe that was mm-hmm. a sweet episode. Oh my gosh, when he came in with his armor, Woo! yep, dude, I <laughs> oh, almost baby. cried. That was beautiful. All right, let's. I mean, he had a little boba gut, but <laughs> all right, <laughs> I have it up right here. So here we we can just go through it. Um, May fourth on Disney Plus, Star Wars: The Bad Batch. That's the animated series. I need to catch up on Rebels. I'm not finished. Me neither. The... So I feel like I'm not even going to touch that until I'm done with Rebels. Oh, man. look! I just saw the Book of Boba Fett like, logo. It looks so sweet. Oh. It looks so sweet. Dude, gonna, you already know they're going to release like a dope DVD set for that, too. Yeah. Mandalorian, of course. Okay, Ahsoka Tano. How, how big a fan of Ahsoka Tano are you? I liked... Ahsoka Tano and the Clone Wars. Yep. I love that most recent season that they released on Disney+. Plus. Uh, she was the highlight of that show. Yep. I didn't like her in Mandalorian. You didn't like her in Mandalorian? Not really. I, I don't think they dived well enough into her character, but uh, I don't know. The casting was all right. I just, I don't know. It was really forced in my opinion. They could have built it up a lot better instead of just throwing her in one episode and then the finale. The finale. That was definitely for the fans. Because Dave, Fil- yeah. Dave Filoni directed that episode. He created that character. Mm-hmm. That was for the fans. And Dave Filoni is somebody who should be attached to Star Wars forever, I think. Oh, yeah. Get rid of uh, what's-her-name. Who's the chick that's oh. that ran that trilogy? I don't want to get off track here, but Disney says she's secure with her job forever. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know anything. Or a costume design or something. I, mean. <laughs> I don't know anything about Rangers of the New Republic, but it sounds awesome. 
Yeah. Uh, what else? Andor. Kenobi? Oh, before b- and- before before that, Andor. Come out in 2022. George Lucas is apparently writing some episodes of this. Okay. Wasn't Andor originally like going to have a lot of focus on uh, Gina Chick's character? Before she got cut? Maybe. Because I remember they mentioned her being from Andor, and they just had to like... Well, this is the Andor. Was, like, I think you're thinking Endor, my man. No, I'm thinking Andor. Andor. Andor is... the planet blew up? No, that's Endor. Oh, okay. No Get mind. your Star Wars facts straight. Andor is the... Wait, calm down. Diego Luna's character in Rogue One. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right, you're right. He... But I did see somewhere that she was supposed to have like a big play in one of these other spinoff films before she got nicked. Would you oh, would you know. be I'd, willing to I'll watch? Look it up the... Would you be willing to watch an Andor series? Yeah, I'm. I'm mean, gonna be honest. I'm gonna watch all. Oh of them yeah, you know I'm just gonna binge everything. I mean, I may not like some of them as much as I like the others, but I'm gonna be watching all of them. So. All right, this one's probably gonna, yeah. this one's probably gonna be the coolest uh, Obi Wan Kenobi. Obviously, obviously, and I mentioned that that is probably neck and neck with the Boba Fett series. I love Obi Wan. My favorite character in the entire Star Star uh, Star Wars universe is Obi Wan. That's so I'm excited for that. Yeah. So Hayden Very Christensen excited. will return as Vader. Yep. Um, yep. I'm down for that. I'd like to see Maul in that. I would too. Yeah, that'd be sweet. Who's the director? Especially you knowing he's alive with Rogue One and Clone Wars. If you never watch Clone Wars. Uh, I think there's a lot of character room for that. Uh, but yeah, Obi-Wan is uh, the Kenobi series is what they're calling it, I think. Kenobi. It's going to be dope. Is that a mini series or a full series? I don't know. Because how, how, like how much content one. can you have of a guy sitting on Tatooine before you're like, all right, I don't he's know. just sitting here. <laughs> They may end up rewriting the story a little bit. Yeah, he kind of leaves. He's like, they may have like, yeah, he's gonna, he's gonna once he sees that Luke's all good, yeah. he's gonna leave for a couple years. <laughs> I'll check in in a couple years on you, bud. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, Ocelot, I think it's called. That's the one about the Sith, I believe. Oh yeah, I forgot about that one. Sign me up. Anything that's like just about the Sith, sign me up. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Here's one I was excited about, not so much anymore. Is Rogue Squadron? That's the Patty Jenkins movie. I think it's gonna be it's gonna be cool. I like Patty Jenkins. I do too. Uh, I do too. But I have nothing against her. I definitely think it's gonna be very undershadowed, uh, overshadowed by some of the other stuff they're putting out. Yeah. yeah can you have all these? You have Boba Fett, Kenobi. You have thinking next Mandalorian. You have all this cool Star Wars concept, and then you got like a squad of pilots. You know. Cool graphics, but I don't think it's going to be like a real big hit. Taika Waititi's making a movie. Mm-hmm, Sign mm-hmm. me up. Love him. Yep. Love him. Love everything he touches. Yep. Not in a weird way. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Chill out, Walt. Um, I don't care for a Lando series. Yeah. No. Not not a big. I'm not a big not Lando. A big yeah. I'm not a big Lando guy. I don't know. I like that they developed on him a little bit more. And Solo, but to me, Solo was just a really weak film. So I would rather just leave it at that. Another another CG animation is Star Wars Visions. I don't know much about this. Mm-hmm, I didn't know either. What about, uh, I heard there was rumors of a older High Republic theme. So that's, yeah, that's where they're mostly going with all their content. With their books and comics, I think they're moving towards mm-hmm. the High Republic, which is awesome. I'm I'm down for a which different era. Yeah, you have a lot more to work with. You the possibilities. Of, this is why I'm so mad about their trilogy, their sequel trilogy, is because you have the possible the possibilities are endless. You can do yep. a cool trilogy, which they missed out on. You can do a High Republic. You can do a, like a Game of Thrones Old Republic trilogy. Yeah. They, I mean, they still do. They still do have that opportunity. But I, I agree. I think they wasted a lot of resources on this most recent trilogy. And I don't want to dive too much into it because this is a really good topic for another episode. But I will say, I would rather see pre, right now in the Star Wars universe, versus post. I don't care about Rey no more. I don't want to see anything about her no more. We don't need those characters anymore, honestly. We don't. Not a, 
It just became a political mess, really. Yeah, it, it was... It yeah. became, look at me, representation, the films. You know, like I said in the earlier this episode, I don't have anything wrong with specific representations. But don't force it down my throat. I mean, they, you know? they just, they screwed over Finn's character. John Boyega's character. His, his mm-hmm. arc... Yeah, you're right. This is a, for another episode. But his arc could have been something so cool if it, they had focused on it in Last Jedi and in Rise of Skywalker. Oh, yeah. He had a lot of potential. Because they, they hint at I it. I think Poe had a lot of potential. Yeah. And, I think a lot of characters had a lot of potential, and they just chose to focus on uh, Kylo Ren and Rey. Yeah. Real bummer. So. Um, let me just, let me just finish this up here um, before we go. And then apparently, Ryan Johnson says his trilogy is still being made. That's what he says, but <laughs> I no, don't know. No, <laughs> nobody believes him. <laughs> like he says, it, he's like, "Yeah, oh, I'm still doing those movies." Everybody's like, "Okay, sure, buddy." Yeah. <laughs> um, Kevin Feige's making a movie. Mm-hmm. Why not at this point? Yeah. Um, and some rumored stuff. So yeah, that's it. We'll talk about that more in another episode. All right. But that's all well, we have for now. That was a good episode. Yeah, that it was, was. A good. Our first review and had a lot of content to talk about, so I enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, anytime Star so, Wars, anytime Star Wars pops up, I immediately want to gravitate towards it. Yeah, you just want to keep talking about. It. There's so much stuff to talk about. Yeah. But hey, it will be good. It will be a good topic for another episode. Absolutely. <sighs> anyway, so uh, to our listeners who are listening, thank you for listening. Thank you for going through this entire. Uh, review and then into the star wars conversation uh, if you have any uh content requests make sure to shoot us a message on social media make sure you guys subscribe to us on spotify i know i said apple music but there was a little bit of issue getting that uploaded we are working on that but until then we will be on spotify geek runner so yeah anything else griffin no that's it for now thanks for being with us guys Alrighty. gotcha well i am wa i'm griffin and this has been geek runner <laughs>